The following is a presentation entitled Digital Media in Worship, presented by Dan Seward and Dave Helmuth at the Presbyterian Communicators Network Regional Conference in October 2010 called Plugging In Without Shorting Out. Here's part two. Be careful with that one. Yes. <laughs> the, the pastor gets the little box. Yeah. <laughs> the little box. That, that, that somehow it's all about the pastor in worship. Somehow it's about what the pastor has to say. This the truth coming from there, and don't get me wrong, that's, that's, it's important. The pastor and pastoral team is a leader in worship, and we don't want to lose that. But is the pastor the most important person in the worship? It's what the Spirit of God is doing in the hearts of the congregation. It's what the community is going to respond to in response to the word that goes out. That's the critical transaction that's supposed to be happening in worship. Uh, any pastors in here? <laughs> Pressure box for them. Gladly. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, we need to think this way. We need to approach the sermon as a communal process. Think of it that way. Because it is, one way or another. Um, and in fact, I, I, I think there's a, there's a way in which we need to approach the whole of kind of coming around worship and planning worship and designing worship as not just a one-way thing, but a communal process. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just having a conversation with a pastor last week, you know, and he was schooled in the thought of, like, you know, the pastor is there every week, does almost everything in the service, you know, he's a cent- the central figure, basically, and I don't know how many of you are kind of schooled in that, in that way of thinking, um, but as Dan said, I, you know, I, the, the central figure, I, I don't think anybody would object to this, of course, but the central, the central figure in the gathered worship is Christ. There's not any person, right? Um, but sometimes the way we do things, it, it doesn't always reinforce that belief. <laughs> or does, you know what I'm saying? Um, because Jesus is the draw. I mean, what, what God is doing... Is, is why we're gathering. And, and we need to work at ways of kind of decentralizing and, you know, from one or two people doing everything to really being a, a kind of a, a gathered saints, you know, members of one another, experiencing God. Um, do we need leadership? Absolutely. But, but we need to have this greater sense of, like, us together in this. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, the way we plan, we, we're more like, you know, as we, as we plan for worship, it's more like we're the prosthetic limbs of Christ that get back together, you know, on Sundays rather than like being the body of Christ that kind of lives and breathes and plans worship together. And um, I'm sure you've probably heard of, of worship design teams and that, that way of kind of doing things in teams. And I'll just throw this up here for a second. I have handouts of this. We won't, I won't get into this, but kind of as we think about worship, you know, who do you have around you? that's actually part of shaping this thing? How, who do you have from your community that's actually giving um, shape and giving voice um, as, you're, as you're planning through things? Um, you know, and now you might look at this and go, man, I'm just, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we have one pastor and 75 people, and you know, this is a team of what, six, seven people? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but my, my challenge and encouragement to you um, basically today is just, um, start getting more people involved. You know, start where you're at. Just take a couple steps and get more people. You know, maybe you can say, okay, through the end of this year, I want to have like two more people help shape or help share in leading worship as we gather. You know, just start small. 
Um, because it, it's very likely that one person will not have all these gifts. Okay, it's impossible, right? You, you're, just, you're just not going to be good at everything. Nobody is. Um, we, we go from multitasking to semi-tasking. Um, and, and we just we lose effectiveness. And the more you can kind of start piecing this together and, and piecing this in um, with people who carry these, these specific areas as part of their gift mix and their passion, the more amazing, not show what we can put on, but the communal experience that we can have together. Because it will be more, it, it'll be less, you know, a, a one or two people and one or two people's voices. Um, so, um, and there's, I do have handouts here for you uh, with that. Um, now, plotting this way, it, it, it both gives um, more voices uh, and more communal voices a, a chance to, 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 to give input. But also, um, it's the, you know the, the progression that we usually use. We're, we're so logical, you know. We go logical, we go linear, you know. We go step, 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 and kind of end up at the head level. And and really, where we want to go is we want to start with a story, have an experience together, and kind of end up in the heart. And does that mean that we don't use our intellect? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but you'll know, you'll know that your service is linear. Here's a, a check for yourself. You'll know your service is linear if you can kind of Yep, we did that. Yep, we did that. Yep, we did that. And, we, and you can kind of check each thing off, you know, one at a time. And, you know, you ask yourself the question: Do you have your order of worship, like it is on, on your notes, in the bulletin, and why? Um, and, and let me let me help you get kind of feel feel that out by 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 walking you through this thought. How many of you like to watch HGTV? We have enough. Okay, good. Design on a Dime, you ever watch that show? Fun show. I know a guy, um, I'm not sure if I should be watching those shows, but I love them, anyway. Um, but here's, here's what, I, what I don't do. When I sit down and click on HGTV and Heather's like, you want to watch this again, Dave? I'm like, ah, I really want to. Um, I, don't, I don't think, okay, story opening, there's an intro, the intro song, some credits. Okay, they set up the scenario, who's the couple this time, what's their project, okay. And then they start, okay, then they do the, what is it? Oh, the, the brainstorming part. Okay, the, the brainstorming part where the, the designers d- design, you know, how they're going to change the room or the space. Commercial break. Commercial break comes in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then they do the recap. And then they develop it some more and they, like, you know, get some cool things made. And then, then, they, then they show, like, the, the people who are there, they're, they're doing the design update for some like samples of things to get them excited. Okay, they, they do that. They'll tease in there. And then what's next? Uh, commercial break. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should go get a snack right now. That's a good snack part. Okay. Okay, and then they do another recap, right? After the commercial, they do a recap. And then they do um, the build up to the climax. And they're about to unveil, they're about to like show the owners their new room. And then commercial break. <laughs> and then finally they unveil it and they show it from 18 different angles. And then the credits roll. And it ends, you know, as, that's some bad hat, Harry. You know, and the guy stamps on the thing, right? And that's, yeah, that's, that's how I watch that show. No, no, no. I sit there, I turn it on. I just get sucked into what's happening, man, and the people's lives. And I'm thinking about, wow, I'm... Heather, maybe we could do that over here. Isn't that a cool idea? Wow, that's really neat. Okay, huh, that was fun. Now, am I suggesting that church is like TV? No, 
Hopefully, I'm not saying that we need to be entertained or we need to, we need to model TV. What I'm saying is this. We as a culture process and learn and experience things in certain ways. And it's not this way. It's kind of this way. It's, it's a story. It's an experience. It's, I watched a half-hour show and I went somewhere. You know, I felt like I was there. I felt like my, I was transported to some different world or something, you know, and, and, and if, if we're always thinking linear and logically, you know, so, so back to the, the order of, um, the order of worshiping in the bulletin, you know, is it in there for, you know, so you can feel comfortable, okay, I, I know what's coming next, and that's, then all, oh, then I have to stand up, right, I need to, okay, oh, wait, we shouldn't be talking about that because we're going to pray, you know, like, you need to know these things, right, to kind of feel at ease, um, so, <laughs> um, I'm contending for that that if the service is planned well, and if it's led well, you'll never be wondering, okay, what's coming up next, except for maybe like, what's going to happen next? Maybe maybe you'll have that sort of feeling more than like, okay, is this about over, you know, or is this like, what's next? What do I, what should I need to look at my notes? Oh oh yeah, now we've got to stand up. Um, But if it's led well, um, then, then it'll, it'll be um, kind of this connected I'm wrapped up into it, God experience. So, um, you've of course noticed what's on the screen, um, and does if we're in the, the concerns of the church family, and that's that's where we are in the service right now, is this helpful? The stream of information, you like that? Um, well, let, let me let me let me contend with you with this. Contend with you. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that this particular example kind of violates the, the medium violates the message because what's the concerns of the church family about? Is it informational? Is that really what's at the heart of it, or is is this really what's at the heart of it? We love you guys, and we're a community. We care for you. What's going on? What can we celebrate? What can we pray for? How can we support you? You don't need the ticker tape saying, okay, you know, we need to pray. You know, oh, yeah, we need to supply for the water people in Haiti, in, in Africa, workers to Haiti, and we need these. It's not informational, and that's, that's a very logical thing done in, and media done in. I mean, it's sure, it's nifty, and you, know, you see it from you know, all the news channels. But really, what we're doing when we're together, this would, this would send a mixed message, I think, um, to, to, to what the thing is about. Because we're so, you know... It, this, this just gets us into information, logic, information, logic, information, logic, and, and it's really not about that at all. So it's, it's the hard thing. So the box that we're crushing now is that, where is it at? No, no. Linear and logical. Linear and logical. The best way to teach truth is linear and logical. Anybody want it? No, you want to crush the box. Come <laughs> shy. So, you know, speaking of, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's awesome, and sometimes it takes a little piece of us with it, you know, and we crush it back. (laughs) That's great. So, you know, thinking about Haiti and thinking about, like, the, just the, the way that digital media has changed kind of the way we do things and, and even, you know, uh, smartphones and the way we give, you know, and how we can, you know, there's, there's online giving and not worth the offering, right? So that's, that's where we are in our order of service. And I, 
Nah, let's just skip the offering. I don't like that anyway. Just kidding. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of times what happens with the offering, and, and the offering is, is kind of, I don't know, it holds some kind of special place in my heart. This isn't like a, you know, well, let me just say, the way we treat in, 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 the, in, the, the, in light of being, not wanting to be linear and, and logical so much, um, the way we treat the offering is often like, you know, okay, let's just get, get this thing checked off the list. You know, we don't want to talk about it because people get tense or upset or they don't like it when you talk about money because it reveals where their hearts are. <laughs> let me try that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's, let me just, I'll just give you this and I'll move on. Here's the way I see what we do in offering. I trade my life, my, my, my energy, my sweat, the investment that I had in schooling. I spend time away from my family and my experiences. I take all that, all that, I, all that I am, all that I become, and I, I trade that every week for a paycheck. I trade that for my money. That's, and that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. And then I walk into church with the money that represents my life, and I give that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or, oh, maybe I'll give them a couple dollars today or whatever, however you do that. But we miss the fact that this is one of those moments in gathered worship that really is representative of us, of our lives. Because I traded my life for this money. And now I'm giving that. And there's such significance in that transaction, that moment. And to like hide it kind of as a just you know thing to check off the list that you okay what's next oh yeah get the offering to make sure the offers are you know so anyway that was a little bit of a rabbit trail um, but praise God from whom all blessings flow you know praise God all people here below praise Him above the heavenly house uh, praise Father Son oh, Holy Ghost Amen. We've come to the closing box. I think I see it over there. (laughs) Some of you are thinking, as we've been doing this, if we do any of this, what will my church service become? (laughs) Great Presbyterian question. And... And I think there's a box that we want to crush as we kind of bring this thing together, which is something about, you know, using digital media means your church will just become a rather poor copy of blank. Fill in megachurch down the street here. And we don't want that. What we've been hoping to do here is to show you that digital as a tool is not something that's limited to contemporary format, megachurch format, anything else. In fact, if you haven't gotten the parable yet, I'm going to point it out. We structured this whole conversation around a very typical Presbyterian order of worship and liturgy. We took a structure that we all know and love, a structure that's very useful, and tried to do something creative with it to say to you, this doesn't mean we want you to go over and be like mega church down the street. We less is often more with digital. Digital is a tool. Digital is something that there are way more creative ways to use it than somebody has yet thought of and, and put into a time of worship together. 
what we really are trying to invite you to do is, is become creative. Bring the tradition, the history, the things that are rich and have brought us to this place in and begin to mix it up and identify the boxes and crush them and see what comes out of that mix. It does not have to be what megachurch down the street is doing. It doesn't have to look anything like that. Uh, so would somebody over there please grab that final box and crush it for us? Together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, we're to the benediction. The benediction is the point in the service where the leadership kind of says to the congregation, hey, now it's your turn. We initiated. The ball is now in your court to go take this and do something with it. So, in that spirit, we've got a little bit of time. We've got 15 minutes, I believe. Uh, Let's do some question, comment, and answer. What's on your mind? We threw a lot out here at you. That was my intention. We threw a lot, some things at you without explanation uh, to make you think. Hopefully some of you have been troubled. Uh, if you're angry, I hope you're not too angry at us <laughs> for violating something. Uh, we're experimenting with this. In fact, you're the first group who has ever seen this come to light. It came to light because we were invited to do this, and we got together and said, let's try something. Um, so we've raised a lot of issues. We want to hear from you, comments, questions, thoughts. Yeah? Can you give us some resources to go for video? One of the problems that I sometimes encounter with Bluefish or Worship House Media is that it tends to be more conservative and evangelical, mm-hmm. and that feel mm-hmm. does not mm-hmm. fit a Presbyterian the, the service that that I envision. Mm-hmm. Um, are is, is there another outlet where I can go where I don't have to wade through all of that? Yeah, I've actually got. Um, I don't know if I can if the internet will let me go through there right now, but this is actually Dave's website. Yeah, Adlib Music. Yeah. And there's a, he just posted a bunch of stuff up there. So if you go to the oh, and resourcing and then media. Yeah, yeah here, let me, let me see. Let me, let's, let's do an experiment, see if it works. See, see how the internet is treating us right now. Um, so far, no good? No? All right. So we'll go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go to, go to the site, and I have, there's... There's um, <coughs> font sites, there's copyright sites, there's uh, free image, like stock I- photos and stuff, sites, free stuff, pay stuff, there's movie stuff, video stuff. Um, the stuff that we use today was a combination. There was uh, one from Dan Stevens, there's one from Angel House Media, one from Bluefish TV. So with all those, all those sites, all those links are on, on there. Yep. Um, so you can kind of use that as a portal to go wherever you need to go. So go how, explore. Yeah. How much of this, these resources do you have to actually credit on the screen? Right. Videos and stuff, you don't. I mean, you, you pay for them. So, I mean, the... So that's in the license that you mm-hmm. find? Yeah, like the... the uh, just, just for reference sake, um, like the Amina Brown, the one at the beginning, this one here, um, was oh. like four bucks. Oh. Um, this one was the candle one. The short one was it was five, five bucks. Yeah, this one here. This one, let's see, was eighteen. That was a little pricey. Yeah, yeah, but still, you're not talking about 
big yeah, and you can here. and you can definitely buy uh, volumes of them like together. Um, you can all, almost all these are like available for you know individual download immediate, but you can also get them cheaper if you get them as volumes. So. Yeah, other questions, Susie, go ahead. Uh, to add to that, uh, I have seen some marvelous things that churches have created themselves. Uh, there are people out there they, doing they it. They create yes. their own drama groups mm. who they do some worship planning with the worship leaders and. Well, we could do a, a video on Christmas Eve about the prodigal son. Yeah. And I've seen that one done. Their church is smaller than my church. Mm -hmm. And it was marvelous. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a conversation yesterday with one of our new ministry interns for the church plant, a guy named Greg, who's a film study major, just graduated from Swarthburn, in the office of Alex Lang, who's parish associate at Pine Street Presbyterian Church in Harrisburg, the most Anglo-Catholic Presbyterian church <laughs> you ever meet, and we're getting, and, and Alex is like, you know, I did a lot of film stuff when I was in seminary, stuff I don't let my parishioners see. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. No, it's nothing really awful, but, um, and, and, and so we started having this conversation, because Greg was like, I'd like to do some stuff, where's the equipment? Alex is like, I have all the equipment, so... There are people out there. You better believe that we're going to be making some film in the next year. Uh, yeah, let me get somebody else back here. Uh, do you have any recommendations on one presentation software versus another, like Songshow Plus versus Easy Worship versus... I started on Songshow Plus. Um, I did Media Shot in the middle, and um, now I'm in uh, Easy Worship. And that's... I found Easy Worship to be... <laughs> easiest to be to be the most friendly i mean and this it doesn't work in this room but um and I don't, i'm not sure if the other ones probably have this now but you can go to youtube and like there's a web interface in easy worship you can go to youtube and put that into your schedule and it actually will um i wonder if i can um it it'll it'll actually um uh play it full screen for you and in, in on your screen okay good you can see what it looks like here. Uh. Well, that's that's kind of what I was wondering is because we would be starting this journey, and I was kind of wondering which ones would be easier for people who are just learning them. Yeah, I mean, this is. I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown. This this is where you, you build your stuff. This is the preview screen, and this is the uh, the live screen. So you you literally like you know if I want to drag. A mighty fortress is our God into this into the order of worship. I go like this, and there it is. I'm done. You know, easy as pie. There's songs here. There's scriptures here. There's media, which has uh, images. It has videos. It has feeds, DVD, and audio that you can add in there. And then there's the online interface, which right now is not working. Um, so, and, and if you want to add a PowerPoint in, you just click on this button. And I, actually, I can't. The, uh, the things we were doing at the beginning, this, uh, where it goes. Like these are all, this is, this is actually created in PowerPoint. So, um, moved over. Oops. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's a super easy program. How much does it cost? Uh, it retails for three ninety nine. So. And there's, there's no annual fee. No, oh, you just wow. buy. You got it. Buy. You got it. Yeah. Uh, you can. Uh, I mean, upgrades will charge you a little bit. I want to get to a few more questions though, because I know some other people did. Yes. 
You know, my biggest question is, is you know, working from a, uh, a congregation that doesn't have really much digital media at all, you go from a service that's designed by a pastor uh, to one that now has to have not only the technical aspect of it, but also the creative aspect of it. Any words of advice about how to start that process and journey? I mean, your slide was great to start there, but how do you really move it from something that's really focused on one person to get out to that team? Because it seems like you had to have all the parts hitting in order to get the message you really want. Yeah. Well, and yeah, we were having some of this conversation last night, even related to how do you, how do you get there. Um, I mean, one of the things you need to remember is more digital does not equal more better. I mean, we are, as much as we're fans of this in the right context, um, we are fans of absolutely nothing digital and people just standing there worshiping, if that's the context. So, so, I mean, you do have to start by asking some contextual questions. Not everybody should go there. But then the other thing is that box about um, contemporary wor- doing worship or the, using digital media equals you're going to end up over here. We're wanting to say there's lots of places to end up. So I think one of the things is you have to ask the leadership question and the worship and what you're going to use worship question. Because if you, you have something that's set up where you've got one person and you need to get to a team, you might have to think ahead and say, we have to change that first before we think about worship. And and then we're thinking ahead. Um, leadership and leadership development are actually a, a super key component of this this whole thing. And and there's different places that are right for different congregations to end up in all this. Yeah, I mean, I'll say first you hire a worship coach. <laughs> well, in all reality, because you, it is a, it is a unique church and that's a that's a unique place in a journey, and you have a unique, unique calling to, to walk out. There there is a lot of contextual things, but beyond that. One of the things that really helps helps relieve some pressure is uh, there's this big church in, in uh, Lancaster called L- L- LCBC. They're about ten thousand people now, and they 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 have this way of, of operating where they have an A, B, and a C kind of service. Where the A service is like, man, we pull out all the bells and whistles. It's like theater. It's full on. It's everything we got. We do it. B is like we got a couple things going on. C is like worshiping the word. It's, it's simple. It's no bells. It's just simple. And they plan to have those kinds of services, like one A a month, maybe, you know, two Bs and a C, like so. It's not like because otherwise you get into this like one up, one upsmanship, you know, like well, what could we do that's better than last week? You know, you don't need to. You just gotta have something simple this time, you know. And that having that kind of you know gets you because you you have to walk. You can't you know. And you know if you're starting off, I would say start off by having something once a month. And the rest of the time, just do your regular thing, you know, and begin to bring people around you that have those gifts and those passions. Susie, you have something really yes, relevant to say. I'll go to you. We're in a traditional church right now. In my church, the way we started was to invite people, and we challenged them from the worship and music committee. And we had two or three that would sit down and work with the pastor. And we started out by having a service quarterly using the traditional format. And as they became trained, then we chose some more who may have more artsy-fartsy training, not necessarily digital. And yeah. as they more, became more comfortable with that sort of thing, with banners coming in and you know just visuals coming in, 
Then we added a couple people who could do something with digital because our people don't like the screen. And so our, we have a brand new associate, it wasn't a brand new, he was about three years into his ministry with us. And he did a presentation I didn't get to see using Disney. One summer service and they loved it. So now we've got the door open and we can start to do more digital media. But start off with a team of people you've identified Look over your whole year of worship themes and what you're going to do, and have them do four worship services. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to be special. Well, you addressed the leadership development box first and moved that way, which makes a lot of sense. I want to get to you back there. Me? Yes, that's you. As I'm watching this, I'm just thinking, youth group. When I go back home, I want to talk to my youth director. And the youth always do one service a year. It's usually the shortest service a year. Yeah. Very yeah. uncomfortable. But they would, they would really prove to this. This would be their thing. And it would introduce, I think it would be a nice bridge for us. Uh-huh. We've only used it in the Narsex. That's the furthest we've gone in the digital world uh-huh. as informational. Yeah. You know, the only thing I would say to you as you go back and think about that, listen to your youth. Because youth now, I mean, we're almost to like Web 3.0 in terms of the way that youth think about digital. And sometimes, I know a lot of youth out there who don't want to see a screen in worship. Um, but, the whole th- but the thing about everybody Twittering and texting in the midst of that might be okay with them. It's how we're using and thinking about digital is shifting with every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't think they would be excited about producing I, power? I'm saying you cannot generalize. I say, yeah, there's, you got to listen to the youth that you have and, and get their voice in there in terms of what is really going to mean something for them yeah. in worship. You have to think about the, 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 the rate of change you know, has been going faster and faster. If you think about, I'll give you three examples. One, stained glass and what that, the stories that were in, encapsulated in that, that, that media. Then there was banners. And that, that, you know, stained glass is still around, right? They're still, still in churches. Um, uh, banners, like, were created, takes all this time, and probably used a few times and kept for several years. PowerPoint, you create, you use it once, you never use it again, probably. Um, it, it's, it's, it's telling, they're all telling stories in different ways, different medias, but, but the rate of change is just going faster and faster and faster and faster. So, so maybe it makes sense to, and this would be like, oh, I love it. Maybe like, eh, it's fine. You know? Depends on the, it the really group depends. you're working with. Yep. It's just speeding up. All yeah. right. Questions? Um, one area that, that I think needs to be explored in terms of the worship center, it's not just the projection and the sound, but the ambient light and the setting itself. Can you speak about that? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole sacred space, you know, I, I think it's, it's important to take that into, into consideration, into account, uh, you know, because, because it's it's moving from you know logical linear to experience story heart everything matters you know when you can just think through you know your four bullet points you can just think through that and it doesn't really matter what's around you but when it's a whole experience and everything you experience affects your experience you know what's on the walls what it feels like what the lighting is like what's you know candles are burning or incense is burning or you know air freshener got sprayed you know, whatever like that all affects how you feel you know. Like you walk upstairs and like there's this potpourri smell, you're like, oh, I guess I could sleep in this, you know. 
it's fine, whatever, you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that's happening in, in the world of theater arts right now is that people are using projection a lot more, but they're not using it to project words. And they're there's using a it like this, you know, to like... Yeah, and this, have this feel in the room, sorry. Yeah, so just because you have a Gothic, you know, cathedral with, with no flat spaces doesn't, I mean, yeah, you probably don't want to cover that up with a bunch of screens uh, unless you're moving to a real different kind of a thing. But there may, may be a way in that space that you can use projection that actually the, the space and the projection come together. So we've got to think creatively about this yeah. and not just think about words or page. But I think what Dave is saying is right. This shouldn't just be another piece of paper yeah. up there. I mean, and there are, you know, there are, th- there are, you know, screens that are like encapsulated in furniture that like come up, you know, like mm-hmm. the, like the the uh, the, uh, the choir rails. I don't know what sure you would call them, vanity rails or whatever, mm-hmm. can like encapsulate screens that just mm-hmm. that can be done. Crazy. That's the expensive way. Well, yes. Inexpensively, <laughs> we painted a white square on our wall. They didn't put a wood trim around it. Didn't even really buy a screen. Yeah. And that's our screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, got to think creatively about spaces. Well, I think that is all the time we have. We are, of course, around. We'd love to talk to you uh, some more. Uh, bless you as you uh, take this and do something.